episode seven of Opening Doors to Hope and Belonging from DePaul Community Resources. I'm your host, Allison Wickline. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn and grow together. In this episode, we are tackling a complex topic, Medicaid waivers for individuals with disabilities. Joining me for this discussion is DePaul Regional Recruiter, Emily Moore. Emily, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So let's get started with what exactly waivers are. Sure. So waivers are the only public funding source for long-term supports for people with disabilities. There are two different types of waivers, which we will go into in our discussion today, but both of those waivers provide services to individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so if an individual, say, or their loved one needs services like respite or personal care, assistive technology, residential services, behavioral supports, those are the services provided under waivers. And so folks will need to learn about Medicaid waivers in order to access those services. So at DePaul, we serve individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And I know there are two waiver programs that offer supports to those individuals. Yes, that is correct. Can you tell me a little bit about those two programs? Yes. So both of these waivers will help individuals with disabilities live successfully in their communities rather in an institutional setting, such as the training centers that we had across the state of Virginia. So there's two waiver programs that offer this support to individuals with disabilities. The first is the Commonwealth Coordinated Care Plus Waiver. In the field, we call it the CCC Plus Waiver for short. Formerly, this waiver was known as the EDCD waiver and technology assistance waiver, which is typically the terminology that is more familiar to folks that have accessed these services in the past. The CCC Plus waiver is initiated through your local Department of Social Services agency and the health department. On the other side, there is the Developmental Disability Waiver Program. In the disability community, this is referred to as home and community-based services. And these are three different waivers that have been redesigned um, a little bit that provide a continuum of services. So it's now, instead of it being the Developmental Disability Waiver, the Day Support Waiver, and the Intellectual Disability Waiver, it is now um, under this this umbrella of home and community-based services, and they've been redesigned to be the Building Independence Waiver, the Family and Individual Supports Waiver, and the Community Living Waiver. And these three waivers are initiated through your local community services board. So who qualifies for the waivers you just mentioned, and then, of course, the services that they would um, help support? Sure. So it gets a little um, specific under each waiver. So I'm going to start off with kind of an umbrella of who's covered under both waivers, both the CCC Plus and the DD waiver. So to utilize these waivers, individuals have to apply and qualify for Medicaid. And so if they're not already enrolled in Medicaid, that's initiated through the local Department of Social Services Agency, and you need that for both programs because they are both funded through the federal Medicaid um, program. For both waivers, there's an income requirement for Medicaid, but we always like to let folks know it's different than if you were applying for Medicaid health care in that for the Medicaid that goes to these waivers, children are considered a household of one for income. So what that means is, and the example I like to use is if Bill Gates' son needed a DD waiver or the CCC plus waiver, and he had to apply for Medicaid, although Bill Gates is a billionaire and would not qualify, his son wouldn't have those assets and thus would be able to qualify for those services. So the income requirement only applies to the individual applying. So that is kind of an overview of what is similar under both waivers. 
As far as the specifics of who meets the requirements for the CCC Plus waiver, it's a little bit different. So you have to have a medical or a nursing need, meaning that um, there needs to be a reason for you to be receiving these services in the home and in the community. The criteria is a little bit different for adults and for children, depending upon what qualifies as a medical need or a nursing need because of the age and the other variables that are different for, different for children and, and adults. Moms in Motion is a local Virginia organization that has great tools on their websites for self-eligibility and the assessment for both adults and children. I encourage folks to definitely check that out. You also have to have a disability for CCC+. How that is um, kind of quantified is that DSS and the Department of Health will come out to your home. Well, pre-COVID, they'd come out to your home. I think now they're doing them virtually. Um, and they will do what's called the Uniform Assessment Instrument. This instrument is the eligibility assessment. It's what determines that you have a disability that meets the requirements for this waiver. They confirm that the individual applying for the waiver has a documented disability from a physician or a psychiatrist, some type of medical professional that can provide that diagnosis. And then they assess the ability, the individual's ability to complete what we call activities of daily living. These are things like bathing, dressing, feeding, managing your money, um, mobility, toileting, things that an individual would need to be able to do successfully, and we need to be able to assess how much support they need to complete those tasks. So those are the general um, qualifications under CCC+, and it's going to be different per individual, which is why I encourage folks to check out that self-eligibility assessment to determine if you meet those criteria or not. The other piece I like to include is we always encourage folks to think about what is happening on this individual's worst day? When you complete this assessment, you don't want to think about when they're having their best day that they don't need these supports. You want to think about the supports that they need when they're having their worst day and they're having a meltdown or they're not able to complete these activities of daily living because that will ensure that we are providing the information needed to access these services for individuals. So that's CCC Plus in a, in a nutshell. The DD waiver is a little bit different. Um, the, the diagnosis requirement is the same in that you must have a documented diagnosis of an intellectual or developmental disability, but for DD waivers, it has to be before the age of 22 years old. So what we see is maybe an individual who is, let's say, 25, has a traumatic brain injury and thus has a, a disability as a result of that, but because that happened after the age of 22, they won't be able to qualify for this developmental disability waiver. And so that's when CCC Plus becomes an advantage to be able to access those services. For DD, you have to have this diagnosis of intellectual or developmental disability waivers before 22, and then you will initiate the process with your local community services board, which is a little bit different than with CCC Plus, you go through your Department of Social Services. So the Community Service Board folks will then administer what we call the Virginia Individual Developmental Disability Eligibility Survey. We call it DIVIDES for short. It's a long name. But this assesses the individual's health status, their ability to communicate, any task learning skills that they need, any medical needs they may have, personal care, self-care, some of those activities of daily living again, behavior, all of the things that um, will come into play when needing to support that individual. So they will assess the individuals, um, all of those different things I just named for the individual to determine the functional criteria to be able to qualify for the DD waiver. So the ARC of Virginia, another partner here in Virginia, has a link on their website 
to that eligibility survey where folks can go online and assess their self or the individual there or loved one that they're going to try to, to get access to with this waiver. So those are the overviews of what qualifies for those waivers and what we are looking for in terms of meeting those criteria. So let's say that I do want to apply for one or both of those waivers. Is there a waiting list? So that is a great question. The CCC waiver does not have a waiting list. However, the DD waiver program does. So what we encourage folks to do if they are applying for the DD waiver, they're likely going to have to go on the wait list unless there is an emergent need and they qualify for one of the emergency waivers. The DD waiver wait list is based on priority rather than chronological waiting list. So if you were to apply for the DD waiver wait list today, you may not have as high of a priority as somebody that, you know, needs those services immediately. However, we encourage folks to still get on these waivers as early as possible. When applying for the DD waiver and being added to the wait list, you can receive CCC plus services while you are on the wait list. So that is kind of where these two waivers can benefit um, folks, both of them, is that you can be on the wait list for one, receiving services from the other. However, the DD waiver program does open up a lot more supports and services in terms of residential supports and things of that nature than CCC plus. So while you may have access to CCC plus while you're on the wait list, a lot of these services don't open up for folks until they get access to that DD waiver. However, as I mentioned, you know, there, there's no waiting list for CCC plus, so you should be able to get access to those services. But with the DD waiver, folks do wait in some cases many years before they can access those services. Um, and so once you're assigned a priority level at that point, waiver slots are funded by the, the General Assembly and the state government. And so when funding becomes available for those waivers, you'll be contacted if you are in the top priority list to receive the next waiver as fundings become available. So I think you already touched on this one, but when should people, if they're listening, when should they apply for both waivers? Right. So as I mentioned, it's important to apply early and to get on these wait lists as quick as possible. When your child or your loved one or whoever that you are supporting is diagnosed with a disability, we encourage folks at that point to then try to apply for these waivers. Even if you don't need the services for the DD waiver immediately, think long term. You want the loved one or whoever you are supporting to be able to access these services when they need it. And so waiting until they're 21 when they are no longer you know, considered a child in your home, they are now an adult that has to, to figure out their, their supports and services. We want them to have access to these options, residential options or community options, day support, things of that nature. So applying early is key. Um, individuals can be on the DD waiver wait list, like I said, and receive CCC plus at the same time. So apply for CCC plus as soon as those services are needed. And again, it can be anything from personal care or respite, private duty nursing, any of those type of services are available under CCC plus. And so we encourage folks to apply for that waiver as they need those services, but definitely get on the DD supports waiver um, as quickly as possible. And I think it's important for people to understand as well, the different types of services that could be provided under the different waivers. So let's talk first. I think you had started talking about it. What services or what examples of services are under that CCC plus waiver? Yes, so we could spend a really long time today talking about the specifics of these services. So I will keep it pretty basic. Mm -hmm. The services that are available under CCC Plus range from adult day healthcare for, for adults um, that receive the CCC Plus service to personal care assistance, private duty nursing, 
respite care, service facilitation, all of these type of services can be available for both adults and children. So if you are supporting a child that receives this waiver in your home, you can get these type of services provided to them. A couple of others that we like to, to mention are environmental modification. If you need support adding a wheelchair ramp to your home for your child or a loved one that's supporting you, there's funding for that under the CCC Plus waiver, as well as what we call PERS, the Personal Emergency Response System. This is kind of like those life alerts, the, the famous, I, I've fallen and I can't get up. Those are available as well. And transition services for adults that maybe live in an intermediate care facility or training center or a nursing home that are going to be transitioning into a community-based placement. So those are, are kind of some of the overview of type of services you could have access to with that CCC Plus waiver. And then under the DD waiver. So this, we could literally spend hours talking about each individual waiver, the building independence, the family and individual supports, and the community living waiver all have a plethora of services under each individual waiver. So the, the thing I will, I will say not to, to go into too much detail is that the three waivers cover a variety of services that range from some of those same CCC plus services like um, personal care, private duty nursing, respite care. Um, assistive technology, but it also adds in employment services. So working with supported employment or having employment coaches to help with an individual that it wants to get a job in the community. Day support is the big one that is available with the DD waiver. These are services that are available to individuals with disabilities during the day. They're community-based or center-based programs, and so those offer opportunities for individuals who may not be able to work or maybe work isn't what's in their person-centered plan. Residential options are a huge one under the DD waivers. This is the only service that you can get with the DD waivers that you can't get any with any of the other waivers is these residential services like group home. If you the individual wants to, to live in a group home, if they want to be placed in a sponsored residential home, shared living, supported living, independent living supports, those are available under the waiver. And then crisis supports like case management and things of that nature um, reach different crisis intervention services that can be available under those waivers. So the options are endless with the DD waiver. It definitely provides a lot more than CCC plus, but it's a good counterpart um, to the CCC plus waiver as well. And I know I mentioned at the top of this episode, the Medicaid waiver discussion is very complex. It's very extensive. We could spend days and days going into it. And there are a lot of resources under um, various different programs. Again, I mentioned the Moms in Motion organization have a lot of CCC plus resources. The Arc of Virginia has a lot of resources on DD waivers. The Department of Behavioral Health has navigating My Life, My Community waiver um, resources on their website that go through the specific waivers, what services are available under them, how to access those services. It can be as high level or as detailed as you want. So the information is out there. We encourage folks to reach out that have questions because this can be very complicated to navigate if you're unfamiliar with it. Yeah, I know at DePaul, we are always willing to explain and to help people figure out what the best option is, whether it's a child or a family member who has a disability and they um, are wanting to to get a waiver. Yes. Because this is such a complex topic, I want to let our listeners know, Emily will be joining us again next week in our episode, and we will be doing a part two of this waiver discussion. So we'll be covering some different topics, but somewhat related, and hopefully we will answer some more questions 
if you're listening and um, you're curious about Medicaid waivers. Yes, definitely tune in to learn a little bit more about some of those supports that we briefly mentioned a couple of minutes ago to understand more details of what services are available under these waivers. All right. Well, thank you so much, Emily. And again, we will talk next week. Thanks, Allison. Opening Doors to Hope and Belonging is hosted by DePaul Community Resources, a nonprofit organization. Since 1977, DePaul has opened doors to hope and belonging for countless children, families, and individuals with disabilities across Central and Southwest Virginia. To learn more about DePaul and the topics discussed here, please visit depaulcr.org slash opening doors podcast.